All right, guys. We are. No, you shut your, you shut your goddamn mouth. We are live. Uh, yeah. you know, so that's how I always. That's what I this. usually do. He that's says we're live every episode. Yeah, obviously this is not live, but live as in uncut, unedited. You know, just yeah. That's why I call it live. Uh, but well, we're not streaming. I'm right gonna now. say something crazy, and you're gonna have to edit it. Which means that you also don't get to say we're yeah, live because to, it'll be it's yeah. gonna be edited. So okay. <laughs> the get go. Well, unfortunately, we're not editing any of it, so you better <laughs> choose your next words carefully. <laughs> which we were lying about that. <laughs> leads me, I guess, yeah. to the introduction of my friend Elise. Oh, we're, we're live right, right now. now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's we're, oh. yeah. we're live. <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah, Just pressure's like, on. Yeah, no, yep, not I really. feel it. <laughs> no, not really, but yeah, we're here in Ithaca, New York, in Elisa's apartment. This beautiful little space. Mm-hmm. Thank She's you. got a cool treat. You can't see it because unfortunately our camera is having issues again. So we'll hopefully resolve that. Sorry, Rebecca. Especially. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Rebecca. And. We're just having a conversation today. We've been talking all morning about various topics, philosophy, math, egos, egos, <laughs> people, just in general. And yeah. uh-huh. we figured, you know, we're already been talking for probably a couple hours now. We might as well start hitting record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Elise, what brings you to Ithaca, New York? Why are you living in Ithaca, New York? What's in Ithaca, New York? My cat. Her That's cat's why. in Ithaca, New York. No, I'm kidding. I go to Cornell doing a math PhD. Is that what I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a PhD at Cornell yeah. in math. Well, okay, so for everybody out there, we all have a rough understanding and idea of what math is, but why do you care about math? Tell, what's so interesting about math? I'm putting um, you on the spot. Yeah. Um... I think part of it is the way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not so much, like, what I'm thinking about, but, like, the process in which I'm thinking and, like, the degree to of, like, rigidity that I want, you know? Mm. Like, which is, like, why it's, like, I don't know, why more applied things I struggle with, I think. Is there, like, a specific applied area that you would, like... Give me an example. Like, obviously, if you're doing an equation, it's pretty straightforward for you, depending on the, the level of difficulty. But you know you're going to get a solution at the end of it based on, like, a premise. So something that doesn't follow that realm. Like, what's something that would give you an issue or a hang-up? In applied math? No, no, no. Just generally speaking. You know, something that's outside the realm of math. I don't understand. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> because you enjoy math, what you, right? What do you want me to say? <laughs> no, no, no. Just saying something like, okay, that's not math related. Where's something that could get you a hang up that's going to be closer? Something that I don't know about that gives me a hang up? No, no. So you something like math because of the way it makes you think, right? Yeah, so yeah. What's an area of life that you don't like because it's not like that? Oh, yeah. You want me to say philosophy? No, I don't want you to say <laughs> philosophy. I want you to say something else. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay, philosophy. Well, Actually, that's a great one philosophy, because yeah. Kai and I, we talk about philosophy all the time, especially on the podcast. So give us a criticism. 
you don't have to give us a criticism, but a reason you don't like philosophy is because of all the illogical, seemingly leaps we make. Well, yeah, but I mean, you just can't not make the leaps, I think. That's the problem. Mm. So it's not anything, it's like the nature of philosophy itself that I have qualms uh, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just the fact that it's not math, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't you can't get the le- that level of precision in philosophy. Yeah. Like, there's no way to define every single word yeah. like we do in math. Oh, yeah, that's actually one of the problems we talk about all the time with mm-hmm. language, epistemology, and all that is, yeah, I mean, we're bound by this concept. That I mean, you don't have job. to be. They could, some, they could try, but no one wants to, right? Because, like, people who are in philosophy, like, the people who would want to do that would be mathematicians, and they're doing math. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point, No yeah. philosopher is like, I am going to make a definition for philosophy of every single word, you know, and, like, let's try to, like... Let's try to make this more rigid. More, yeah, that'd more be a pretty, pretty big undertaking. Because even... Oh, that's the frustrating thing. As our language changes and shifts culturally, like the way we view these concepts and these ideas, mm. then summon new ideas and concepts surrounding those previous ones. But then you make more definitions, you know? Yeah, so it becomes this like forever process of why we'll never ever probably resolve it because they're always going to be changing. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, it's a big step mm-hmm. towards, yeah. like, sure, it's not going to be perfect again. <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> but I'm trying to help here. <laughs> it would be better. Yeah, okay? This go. is why I do math. <laughs> and this is why I don't like philosophy, right? I think you're just like, trying to convert us all to math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did you notice all my other friends are mathematicians here? So... <laughs> that do you helps. see what's in your future? <laughs> so... It's interesting because you're a climber, right? You know, yeah. you've been cl- how long have you actually been climbing for? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Yeah, since 2015, plus a summer before my final year of college. Where did you start climbing first? Where were that summer? I was at a um, an REU, which is like stands for Research Experience for Undergrads. Okay. And these are programs in STEM which pay students to come and research like. PhD work so it's like a little mini project and it's supposed to bring more people into STEM that's all it's funded to do okay and so like they're hoping that people do PhDs Mm -hmm. after this because you're like oh I can do this you know so I was doing one of those and they also had gym access to this like gym in San Bernardino that was like part of the school like most of it was yeah in California most of it was like a gym gym and then they had this like eight ropes of walls and I started going every day like from day one I was like I, I was like I'm gonna love this and I'm gonna go and do this because they gave us a little tour you know yeah, yeah, so yeah. I saw the wall and I was like I'll come in for you tomorrow <laughs> you know <laughs> so and, w- w- was the gem monochromatic or was it like yeah, old school yeah it gym? actually was, was but it was old style? school it, but it was still old school like because Walltopia like barely existed because that was 2014 mm. so like I don't know like Walltopia was like not super common so everyone had like the interesting walls but it had one of, it was like one of those nice walls you know the like ones that like try to look like real real rock yeah it's like a mold almost yeah. concrete style yeah 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 but not concrete mm-hmm. but yeah it was like that but then there was like holds going up and I'd do like the five sixes and yeah. you just fell in love you fell in love with it from the get-go or yeah was yeah, it- yeah 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 and then there wasn't a gym near my college closest gym was two hours away and i didn't have a car 
So I organized <laughs> like these trips where I got the school to pay for it or for like part of it mm -hmm. and then got to use one of their vans. That was the big thing because we needed a vehicle. So I was like, oh, rock climbing, everybody, let's go rock climbing. <laughs> right? We'll have a rock climbing club. Yeah. So I like, yeah, I started like a faux rock climbing club just so I could get to the gym. But I only did that probably like five times the whole semester. Oh, or really? The whole only... year. Because oh. it, was, it was a lot of work and I was like really devoted to my studies. So Yeah, yeah. Do you find there's any yeah. like... But then Over, 2015 was when I really like when you actually got started. into it. Yeah, okay, yeah. So 2015. Was when was the first time you went outside? Because there's such a difference, obviously. Oh, like outside. 2015, actually. Really? So pretty, yeah. pretty shortly after you started climbing, you were able to go outside. <sighs> yeah, I did some pretty. I, I was very ego. There, my ego was again. I had watched videos of on climbing, like mm -hmm. tons of YouTube videos during college when I couldn't climb. That was like how I could like. <laughs> fill that void so i'm wow. like watching these climbing videos so i was like oh like i know how to lead climb i've seen them do it so many times mm -hmm. but you see them doing right and you don't see the peculiarities of the things that you could do wrong you know mm -hmm. so you don't think about which way you hang the draw right so i was like oh yeah i can do it and like i was in hungary at the time in budapest living there and uh, I went out with this girl to this crag that you could get to via metro. Like you drive That's the metro legit. and then there was like, it was like a 15 minute hike, but it was like pretty shitty rock, but uh, I didn't know any better. Right. I yeah, just yeah. rock. So I, I thought it was great. Like one of them was in Hungarian. It meant bed of nails. And that was because it was like crystals the whole, like you were just climbing Whoa. crystals the whole way up. What, do you remember what kind of rock it was? No, it was an old mine though. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. But I like went out there and sports. luckily I didn't have any, like my first lead fall was outdoors and I was at the very top of the route, route and I just like lost my balance. Like it was like, I was, I was like finished with the route, but I hadn't like clipped in. And so I just like lost my balance and the belayer wasn't very good either. Like, like things in Europe are <laughs> less like, like watched and cared, like no one, you don't sign a waiver. You don't have to like do, you don't have to even like, there's a lot of gyms you don't have to do tests mm -hmm. to show that you know how to belay. They, like they just let you, I like that a lot. They just let you do <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. Um, so this guy just like let me fall for half the route. Whoa. Like, That's a big fall. which was like a huge fall. Yeah, I fell half the route. And, and the guy who was with us who like, new climbing and was like you know he was like the setter for the gym and stuff he was like he he told me later like he let you fall way too far because i had no idea yeah, right like yeah. i that was my first fall and i was just like oh yeah i can do this you know like so i got really lucky that that was like the scariest thing that happened because this one girl i went out with she taught me some of the things because she had had a class mm -hmm. and she was like no you shouldn't do it like this way you should do it like this way and i was like oh okay wow so you really had kind of a, a trial by fire there yeah but you didn't even realize like the error yeah i didn't realize yeah or like the danger you know and mm -hmm. you're, you're like young and and you don't even like think about that right i mean i it's funny i i have a very similar story that was kind of basically my entry into climbing was an australian guy i met who i'm great friends with now first time going outside was like trad climbing he's like you ever belayed before oh. no you ever led blade nope <laughs> you ever trad climb nope he's like oh you you know like you're worried about any of that stuff i'm like no not at all like we'll go do it and we'll have fun 
And but, this guy trusted you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're both psychopaths, I guess. Oh, my <laughs> We've God. We've gone to a lot of uh, hairy situations together. Yeah. But it, it was in this place in uh, Texas called Enchant Rock. Yeah. And it's just hot as shit, like hard climbing, not... I, I don't know anybody who would go out there for the first time and be like, I'm ever climbing again, honestly, because mm-hmm. it was very painful and just... Wow, I'm so curious about this guy who's like oh. down for doing oh. this. You actually met him, yeah, yeah Luke. He's Luke. Got, taught yeah. us to surf the other day. So, ah, wow. Yeah, Same this, this Australian rugged dude who's had a lot of uh, life experience. You know, he yeah, traveled yeah. a ton, backpacked. He's done a whole bunch of crazy different things. So I just, you know, I trust him. I'm like, oh yeah, you're the leader, man. I, whatever you say, I'll do and try my best to do. Wow. But there's like even some areas where it's like, oh, we're going to have to, you know, unclip and kind of like free solo a bit. It, Grant, it's really. Are you serious? Yeah, but it, it was like really, this is like, you know, maybe grade three or class three, class four scrambling. So not really super dangerous, but if you I do think, fuck up, you can hurt yourself. I think three isn't even, is three a scramble even? Uh, I don't, I don't I know. Four I thought four was, well, whatever, but yeah. okay. But something where it's like, yeah, I mean, the wise thing to do your first time would be yeah. for sure rope up. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, eh, whatever. It's just like slabby, just pay attention type thing and did it. So yeah, like a similar circumstance, like looking back was, oh, maybe, have you, <laughs> maybe have you known, I should have had a rope. Yeah. Have you known anyone personally who died from a climbing accident? Uh, no. Okay. I haven't had any personal relationships. Do you? Uh, lost anybody. Yeah, I think that changed me a lot. Whoa, what, what was that situation? Um, Marty in the red. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was climbing at the dark, or not the dark side. He was climbing at one spot in Mir that was right actually below the surf, which is right below the house I was living at later. But he was climbing with Mike, not, no, he wasn't with with, but he, Mike was at the crag. Mike and mm-hmm. Tyler were at the crag too. And he just didn't tie his knot properly. He tied a bowl in. And some people will like not even do a double one. And it's just so much like, like the figure eight knot, you can mess it up and a lot of times it'll still hold, mm-hmm. right? But like a bowl in, it, one mess up, yeah. basically any way you mess up, you're fucked. Yeah. And so, yeah, he he ended up like taking about like a hundred foot fall because he landed in the canyon oh, like man. below. Wow. Yeah, and and like died instantly. I mean, that, that's crazy intense. Yeah. How how did that change your your perspective? I climbing check and... every time now yeah. obnoxiously. Like one of my buddies, I was just climbing with Peter. He kind of like I I like check the person too. And he always very begrudgingly, like, shows me that he's got it right. Like, I think, mm-hmm. and he doesn't ever make the effort when he's climbing to, to check and make sure that he, you know, the system is set up. Because you're the one on the line, you know, then. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason. But, like, I will always check. Because, like, you know, it's your life, actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's, like, so easy to, like, take that for granted. Yeah, I mean, I think there's unfortunately a huge disconnect until you have an experience. Yeah. Or you have to have some, like, background, maybe information and some other, like, safety aspects to understand how I mean, critical that is. I've had I've had my harness not be fully on. And I was outdoors, like, 15 feet off the ground. and I And I was, like, 
it felt like my harness was falling off like a pair of pants was falling off and I was oh like reached to pull it up because the weight I was had a, I was racked up so I had all yeah. these draws weighing it down and that was enough to be causing it to open and my harness you cannot redo it without two hands like it's the most obnoxious harness to put on because you actually have to double back it and even oh. just putting it through the first time is like kind of tight so mm-hmm. you really need like to get all the slack out i don't know how i managed i I started throwing the draws off because it was it was weighing my harness because and i was like well i can't i was like there's no usually your harness is good and it's your rope that's bad right so you can you can tie yourself in with a carabiner straight to the bolt that's your backup but if you don't have a harness on there's no backup yeah but to get that harness back on and so i like did that and like I wasn't high enough that I would have died, but I was high enough that I would probably break an ankle, you know, or a leg or something. Yeah, and you don't up. want that. You're up there. You're like, <laughs> shit. I do not know how I managed to, to get it, to get it like. Wow. Were you at least one-handed. on an easy route? Yeah. Yeah. I was on the warm up route oh, of the day. Thank goodness. And yeah. then there was one time where my knot wasn't tied fully. It was just put only through once. Oh, man. And I was at the climbing gym and I was struggling with the start of the climb and one of my friends goes, oh, my God, at least, like, your knot is not tied. And, like, I've done that. And I've just been lucky that, you know, I was, like, still on the ground and someone saw that, right? Yeah. So it's, like, th- those experiences. But it took, actually, Marty's death for me to be, like, fuck it, I'm checking every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have friends who got tattooed on their feet, foot, check your knot. Um. Like, one of my friends, Jimmy. He, like, was close friends with Marty. They both bolted a lot in the red. Mm-hmm. And Marty would do a lot of, like, the rebolting for the red and, and the trail days. And he mm-hmm. was, like, really involved yeah. in the so community. So he wasn't an amateur by any means. This no, like a- no. He was very skilled. Yeah. And a lot of the people who are, like, more skilled and who climb outdoors all the time, they'll switch to the bowling because it doesn't get super tight, right? Yeah. So if you, you can take a, you take can a, take a huge <laughs> whipper on yeah. it. And, you know, and people, like, get annoyed by having to, like, take that figure eight knot but yeah i mean that's a horrible experience to have i've i've never had it luckily i mean i primarily boulder but yeah i've gone done you know everything trad multi-pitch blah 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 whatever but our background kai and i with our semiconductor experience background is you know you always have somebody body check because you're working with dangerous gases electrical mechanics blah blah Mm, blah right so it was really already kind of ingrained to me and not to say that I haven't made mistakes, you know, yeah. just gotten away with them, fortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a very real aspect like, yo, your life is in my hands and my life is in your hands. Yeah. You know, I I personally would much rather be the one to take the fall and die than to have my buddy <laughs> who I didn't check. Yeah, yeah. How could, you know, living with yeah. that. Sure. You know, not that it's your fault, but right. also. It's, it's the shared fault. But yeah, I thought about that for the belayer, right? The hard part is, is that way that that route starts, you actually sort of scramble up to a, a ledge and you're at that point like 15 feet off the ground. So you can't see your mm, belayer. So, so you have to check sort of before you scramble up, but you can still do it. But sometimes, you know, you don't think about that until you're like ready to like really start rock climbing, you know? Yeah. Because you don't feel like you're at the start, right? Yeah. So you're like, you don't do the check, whatever, like. At yeah. that point, you're so far away from and, visual. And, like, I've done it before where 
if I know I'm gonna do it, I just bring everything up and I put my shoes on and I tie in like there mm-hmm. instead of tying in down at the base. So I have then not been had someone who could even check. Yeah. And that's what they might have done, you know? Yeah. So it might not have been on that person really at all, other than being obnoxious and being like, check your knot for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Which, I mean, this would probably be what I would do. Yeah. But like, so, you know, it was like one of those one-off cases too, where like maybe they even normally check, right? And it's just that the circumstances were a little more tricky and so they didn't check damn that's so hard that's why you really gotta build like you're saying that kind of almost ritualistic yeah you know level Mm -hmm. of like going to look going to check and again this is why it's also personally why i don't really enjoy climbing with somebody i don't know or i'm so oh yeah i don't do that shit anymore yeah i mean after you've been spiked into the wall too many times (laughs) well yeah i mean you're a tiny girl so (laughs) yeah yeah and that's not fun yeah, it's, I mean, it's we've had some, uh, we actually, we took you out on your, well, I took him and my other friend Marty on their first multi-pitch experience mm-hmm. out in Sedona, and it got it got a little harrowing there at the end <laughs> because, you know, it's three people climbing, none of us know the route. It, it's easy climbing, but it's slab, right? So the grade's not really reflective of, in my opinion, when you're new, slab is the most... The technique that's needed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, it t- just took longer to get up than yeah. we expected. And we ended up rappelling in the dark. So these guys are rappelling for their first time outside in the dark. Nice. You know, I'm like running to find the anchors. You know, doing sketchy stuff yeah, just so yeah. we can get off this yeah. as quick as possible to yeah. kind of reduce the risk. But it does lend itself to... There's situations where there's nobody to buy a check. You know, you're repelling last in some of these situations. Mm-hmm. And it's his first time. He just learned how to repel and he has to check That's for himself. That's so terrifying. I, mean. I can't believe you guys did that. <laughs> That's really sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> these things uh, seem to happen well. Yeah, I mean, but how it works is pretty straightforward, right? So you just have to... I mean, there was. I the guess only good thing experience. you guys are engineers. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think another thing is that characteristic... Um, not panic right like try to not to panic just okay this is how it works let's just focus on that let's yeah, not yeah. just worry about it, you know anything else right i think that was just how, how i was thinking yeah at, try at not to time. worry that you don't have a headlamp that the wind oh, is yeah, out yeah. Here, it's freezing it's useless to think about you know it just doesn't help in any yeah. way so yeah you can barely feel your hands but <laughs> you know you yeah. have to get down <laughs> and actually an ATC, we dropped on the ATCs, nice. but always carry a backup, you know. So this did is you the, carry? You had a backup. I always have a backup. Yeah. Good for you. Wow. Yeah. So those like small things can pay off dividends. Yeah. Initially, you're like, oh, I don't want to carry that little bit of weight up, but mm-hmm. and even actually at the start of the climb, because we all had jackets, but it's you know it's a nice sunny day, you know maybe in the fifties, but they're like, hey, we're gonna should we leave our jackets out? I'm already at the first. Well, I'm like, no, bring your stuff and. Could you imagine if you guys didn't yeah, have jackets? Yeah, it was really cold, actually. Dude, this, you, I have to tell you about my first multi-pitch experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this shit that you're saying, like, I mm-hmm. didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> and we got stuck on top of the, at night on top of the mountain because it was, like, we only, t- it was 11 pitches, so it was really long. Where were you? Just give me some background. In Spain. So okay, this was, Spain. like, uh, it was a sport multi-pitch, so mm-hmm. we didn't have to trad climb. Nice. So my knowledgeable friend who, like, like has done multi-pitch has trad climbed blah blah 
he is like, oh, it's only sport. Like, no big deal. We don't need anything. Yeah, yeah. And I, who am like a single pitch climber, am just like, oh, we're going for a nice long <laughs> multi-pitch <laughs> thing. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So we were like severely underprepared. And we, you said, just bring that little extra thing. I was literally thinking like, yeah, if we had brought a lighter with, like we would not have gotten hypothermia up there on top of the mountain oh when we goodness. were stuck. We would have we gathered rosemary branches to cover ourselves oh my for like God. warmth. Yeah. Wow. And we were we were spooning and like shivering and like like that oh it was I remember the, like the sound of the first bird because it was like morning like we had made it through you know because you know it's gonna warm up when the sun hits because it was like january in spain and you're Mm -hmm. off of the coast so and then on top of the mountain it was so windy it was like like up on the ridge it was like you felt it substantially you know no protection there's no yeah there's nothing to stop so we, the wind. Yeah, so we like found a spot that was like mostly sheltered, but you couldn't fully get away from that breeze. And then when you're lying there and it's like, I don't know, 50 degrees and you only have a thin, I only had like, I would had linen pants, so that's warm. But at least I had pants. And then a very thin, not even like nice, it was like cheap, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like super good at keeping you warm either, mm-hmm. long long sleeve shirt, and that was like it. And I, But I thought I brought my puffy. I have a really nice Arcteryx puffy, and I literally was asking Benjamin like, oh, can we grab my, can you get my puffy out of the pack? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you didn't bring your puffy, and I was like, no. <laughs> my so night would have been he, so much different. The experience guy kind of buddy fucked you there, I guess. <laughs> I know, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really. We had such a, that was such a rough okay. time. But by the same token, you know, yeah, these experiences that are totally avoidable and, yeah. you know, lead to some, we call them epics, right? Where yep. out of nowhere, like everything's good, you're having a great day, and then suddenly. You're like, oh shit. It's like, almost like a binary situation where like mm-hmm. zero and one, fuck, we're in danger. Like there, this is, this is bad. When you this first realize, like, die. wait, so how do we get down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like that oh. moment and you're like. Oh, you know, <laughs> like he was like, and when he's like, the direction is like to go back along the mountain until you hit a cluster of trees, you know, when you're walking for about five minutes and there's no trees in sight and you're like, oh, like this is a really big mountain ridge. Like, how do we get down? And it's dark now, you know, like, how do we see anything? Oh, did you guys have a walk off? You didn't have to repel or... Well, it was a mixed thing. So there was two, there was, we hiked, we ended up hiking for three hours to the rappel spot. Mm. Just based on the, the information of like, walk back toward, till you hit a bunch of trees and then go down a ravine. So that was like three and a half hours of walking. Yeah. And then um, we got to the, I can't believe we found the, the rappel spot. It's crazy that we found it. But the only description was two long rappels. And we only had a single rope. And so my friend was like, I, he's like, there's a chance that they mean two long double mm-hmm. roped repelled. So you get double the length of your rope. Yeah. And we couldn't see anything. And he's like, you know what? We'll be fine if we don't do anything stupid, right? Like if we start to repel and our rope isn't long enough to get us to the next point, like this isn't above the route we just climbed. It's not like we can climb up. Yeah. You know? So... We could be dangling there, and we would have been in serious trouble. Like, exposed, completely exposed to that wind dangling there. Like, 
that that's like the kind of hypothermia you could die from you know yeah yeah absolutely so so we were like well we'll spend the night because we're like there's no way we can try to hike more to find a walk off in the dark we didn't have lights either like we didn't have a headlamp no actually maybe benjamin had a headlamp and i didn't yeah, yeah i didn't have a headlamp though too we were so the one thing we had enough of was water and food like the next day we were low on it but like we still had food left and had little bits of it throughout the night to like keep our energy up yeah yeah but dude the, those experiences that's what i'm saying like even when they go sideways yeah okay it's maybe a bit of like survivor mentality like oh yeah you got through it so you can appreciate it and you look back yeah fondly on them yeah and, type two fun yeah yeah and yeah. i think there's a weird thing that happens there where <sighs> going back of course you'll be, you'll go prepared you'll be you know more robust in your approach and everything like that but would you trade that experience for anything? No. So what you do is is you get the better, you come more prepared, but you try something even more adventurous. Yeah. That's what you, that's what you do yeah, that's a good for point. the people yeah. who like it, yeah, right? So that's yeah. that's why you get the you know Jimmy Chins, the Alex Honolds, who are still you know pursuing edges of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like pushing for that. Like, what's the yeah, next? that's right. that's their way to push it. Right, you don't still like not pack that puppy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 